Live. It's America's longest running talk show on computers. It's Computer America, bringing you the biggest names in technology with guest interviews, new products, and your emails. Listen live at ComputerAmerica.com on any device around the world. Email the show at live at ComputerAmerica.com or find us on social media. Be sure to check out our website for contests, giveaways, show notes, live video stream, podcasts, and more. You're listening to Computer America. Hello and welcome into the Computer America show. We are the nation's longest running nationally syndicated radio talk show on computers and technology. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Ben Crossman, and I hope all of you are having a fantastic day because we have a fantastic show for you where uh, the entire segment long, we will be talking to, of course, Sandy Berger. She joins us every second Wednesday of the month. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate that she does because we talk about the latest in consumer electronics. And, you know, this can range anything from cameras, printers, uh, digital assistants, of course, and uh, phones, just a lot of things that you are going to, you know, what? You don't want to rush headfirst into these decisions. You actually want, uh, you know, one an opinion, some background, and that's where we really value Sandy's, uh, you know, kind of expertise. So uh, she's going to join us in just a moment. But in the meantime, everyone, welcome into Computer America. Uh, if you want to check out anything that we talk about here today, be that a link to our guest website or any articles that we uh, pull up, any products that we mention, everything will be in one place after the program. It will be at CompuKiss, or well, Computer America. CompuKiss is, is our guest website. ComputerAmerica.com will have the show notes in their entirety right there. So in the meantime, everyone, uh, oh, while you're there, be sure to check out the social media contest brought to you by Logitech and the live video feed brought to you by OWC. All right, so with all of that being said, why don't we go ahead and just bring on our guest. So as I mentioned before, Sandy Berger joins us once again. And Sandy, how you doing? Welcome back uh, onto Computer America. I'm doing really well and uh, glad to be with you today. Yeah, happy to have you back. Happy to have you back. So uh, before we get started, why don't you give everyone a quick rundown of your credentials, what uh, what takes up your time, and uh, just some of your background? Well, I've been in uh, the computer and digital world for much, much too long. <laughs> <laughs> I started I started off programming uh, mainframe computers years and years ago, and went into consulting and writing and and all this stuff. Uh, because there was so much, as as you know, the digital world has become everyone's world now. You know, 20 years ago, it wasn't like that. Not everybody had a computer, but today everybody has a cell phone, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I'm, writing, I'm, I'm basically a tech writer. I uh, review a lot of products. Um, I review products at my CompuKiss website, so come visit me there. And um, I write newspaper columns and write for other people as well. So uh, also I've written seven books on technology. So I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of reviewing. Um, and I love every minute of it. Very, very cool. And, of course, we appreciate that you come on the show to talk about exactly that, uh, you know, just one day a month. And, yeah, so why don't we go ahead and get started with our conversation today. And you have a couple of things here about Amazon Fire. So Amazon, they have been killing it in their, uh, you know, really in a lot of their sectors for their business, you know, because they just had their earnings report not too long ago. And that's when, you know, the true extent of Amazon really, you know, slapped everyone in the face. 
because uh, Amazon was, of course, uh, you know, they were always a big company, but then their stock price shot up because they were making more money than usual. Uh, you know, Jeff Bezos became like, uh, instead of like $100 billion, now he's worth like $150 billion. Uh, you know, it, it's just Amazon has been doing really, really well. And one of the areas that really led the charge was, of course, the Amazon Echo. You know, more people are adopting it. It's, uh, you know, the adoption rate is really, really good. Uh, people are actually using these digital assistants. So, you know, it, it's a it's a pretty big topic to uh, to tackle, but, you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy that you're here to do that with us. Uh, talk about Amazon and just Fire Digital Assistant. Um, you've been an early adopter of the Echo, and uh, talk about, Am- uh, the, you know, Digital assistance and Amazon Fire and how that fits in. Well, uh, Amazon Echo was the first digital assistant, and um, I was lucky enough to get in right at the beginning. I think it was uh, 2015, um, and I saw great potential. And the thing is that Amazon has actually delivered on that potential because the Echo itself keeps getting better and better. And now we have the Echo. Um, uh, which is a standalone device, but we have Amazon building it into other things. So there's the the Echo Show, which is a, an Echo with a, a screen, uh, and the Fire tablets and Fire TV. So Amazon is putting um, Alexa, the voice of the Echo, into just about everything. Um, but this year, at uh, right around Prime Day, they came out with a new thing that I I think I haven't seen hardly any uh, information on. I haven't seen any publicity on it. And I thought, uh, after I tried it, I thought it was really pretty fantastic. This is called the Show Mode Charging Dock for the Fire Tablet. And um, what it is, is you can buy a Fire Tablet, and we'll talk about the tablet itself in a minute Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, But the Fire tablets are some of the least expensive tablets on the market. And now they have a way to turn a Fire tablet into a freestanding Amazon Echo device. Hmm. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and, and you know, we uh, we have it pulled up where you can kind of see it. They have a couple for, you know, kids editions and, you know, uh, a couple different things. But I'm looking at the one where they have it set up on, you know, kind of like the, the you know, uh, the end table, nightstand, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it, it's, I don't think it's that much different than other tablets that we've, or tablet, I guess, holding apparatus uh, apparatuses that we've seen. But it, um, you know, I guess it just turns one of their fire tablets into something that looks a bit more, you know, uh, like a mini TV that would sit on your counter or something like that. Well, not only that looks good, but something that's much more useful. So you take a fire tablet and um, the two tablets that this is available for, that the stand is available for, are the Fire HD 8-inch and the Fire HD 10-inch. Um, they sell for, let me find the price here. Um, the 8-inch sell is right now selling for $60 mm-hmm. and the 10-inch for $150, um, which is, as you know, a fantastic price for, for, for a tablet that can do everything that most right. tablets can do. Right, yeah, not not half bad at all, and, and of course they're running, uh, you know, kind of the deal, uh, save fifty bucks on their, you know, tablet as we're reporting this. You know, that's only going to be for a couple of days, but as far as tablets go, I mean, we were just looking at getting, uh, you know, because we need to replace the tablet here in the house, and we were looking at iPads, and those things are, you know, even for like the smaller ones, you're looking at. Uh, three hundred and fifty bucks, I think, for you know some of the smaller That's ones, right. and then even mm-hmm. as you go up from that, you can go all the way up to like a thousand dollars. So, uh, no, Amazon Fire has definitely, you know, is definitely, uh, you know, very affordable. But I guess the question would be, it may be cheap, but is it or inexpensive? I shouldn't use the word cheap. It may be inexpensive, <laughs> but uh, you know, combine it with the you know with the show, can it, you know, like. I kind of feel like it might lose this place a little bit because it uh, it's competing against itself. Amazon also, we've talked about on the show before, how Amazon it has to offer the 
uh, I think it's like the uh, the Echo Plus, or it's like a, you know the the bigger Echo device with a screen on it. And I feel like that's kind of what Amazon is competing it, uh, with itself. It's uh, it, like, is there any functionality that it loses that the you know the the bigger Amazon Echo, whatever it's called, it's called the Echo Show, the one the oh, uh, all in one device. Right. Um, that has a screen is called the Echo Show, and and during Prime Day that was on sale for something like almost half price, mm. 129 instead of 229 dollars. Um, but this combination of the Fire Tablet and the charging dock uh, actually gives you a little bit more than the Echo Show. Now I reviewed the Echo Show. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, can do a lot of things. But I thought it was chunky looking. The screen was small, and um, it just was totally unexciting. Um, and what you get with this having a tablet, a Fire Tablet that can do thing the Fire Tablet can do, and the charging dock is that you they have a new mode, and that mode is called the Show Mode. So um, let me explain what the dock is for everybody. Sure. Uh, you all know what a Fire Tablet. Is this is eight inch, which is pretty pretty good size, much bigger than the Echo Show, as a matter of fact. And um, basically, uh, the charging dock is like a little um, cover that only covers the back and the two sides. So you slide it into that, and um, then it has on the bottom of the back, it has two. The tablet cover has two little magnets. And the um, the charging dock is really just a, an adjustable way that you can stand up the tablet. But the, the magnets actually, you put that the tablet into the dock, and the magnets line up kind of automatically. Or you you tap it a little bit to get the, the magnets to line up, mm -hmm. and it goes the the tablet goes into show mode, and show mode is. Um, it's like having the screen all the time on the Amazon Echo Show. Um, but the thing is, you, you plug in the charging dock and you leave it plugged in. So your tablet is always charged up if you have it in the dock, which mm. most of the time you do. Right. I think, for me, the biggest problem with having a tablet is that often I pick it up and, oh, I haven't used it for a day and now the battery's dead. Then you have to find the charging cable and you have to plug it in and charge it up before you can use it. This gives you not only an, a fully, almost fully functioning Amazon Echo, but it also gives you the ability to have a tablet handy that you know is always charged up because you're keeping it in there almost all the time. That so, yeah, yeah it has I, some advantages. It, 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 I, I mean, I've I've used uh, technology like that before for my phone. Uh, it certainly helps, but I will say the only downside, which I guess you know, depending on your use case, uh, those magnets that charge the tablet as you you know act kind of as you has it, have it in show mode. Uh, the only thing I found about that kind of technology is that where maybe you'd plug something in and it would charge that way. Uh, I would say that it takes maybe you know half again as long to get it fully charged as opposed to you know plugging it into an outlet or your you know or a usb whatever uh not a big problem you know if you're setting it there and you're just going to let it rest uh but if you're hoping to get a quick charge that's not the default you know technology i'd kind of go with well there are two things about this fire tablet with the uh charging dock it, number one is it it comes on uh, or even without the dock the Fire Tablet comes on almost instantly. Mm. So it doesn't have a large, long charge-up time like some um, laptops do. Right. Um, and the charge, it holds a charge well. The charge is good for, on the 8-inch that I'm reviewing, it uh, gives you 12 hours of use. So um, charging just hasn't been a problem at all. As a matter of fact, the charging dock uh, lets you keep it charged uh, and you have a definite place for it. So that's that's the other thing, is if you've got a house full of people and they're constantly taking the tablet to different places, well, people do get used to putting this back in the dock because they want to use it usually in the kitchen or someplace like that for um, uh, the screen. Well, um, and what, 
Go ahead. Uh, yeah, and I mean, that could be, you know, kind of a good way to look at this, which is where would you consider most people kind of fit this in, into their lives? Because this is probably not going to be, uh, you know, their next work tablet. This maybe uh, might fit the bill for, you know, an Amazon Echo device if they don't already have one. Uh, you mentioned the kitchen. We're seeing a lot of, you know, hey, play a recipe and let me cook in the kitchen while I'm looking at this thing in show mode. I mean, where do you think Amazon expects you to fit this into your digital life? I think it fits very well into the digital life in the kitchen. And the reason for that is because it does recipes. You just ask it, um, hey, Alexa, you know, give me a recipe for cheesecake. And it will give you a number of choices along the bottom of the screen. And you can scroll through those choices with your hand, or you can just say, um, give me a recipe one or recipe two or recipe three, because they're all numbered so that you can use your voice. And then uh, it allows you to view the ingredients and to go step by step without touching, without touching the screen at all. You can follow the recipe step by step. Um, but the other advantages, um, besides cooking recipes and stuff like that, I find that it's more exciting to use it all the time. Um, for instance, you ask uh, Alexa to tell you a story, and she will not only talk the story to you, but she'll put it on the screen, which is always helpful when, or the news, you can see the news on the screen. And that's always helpful if there's a country that you don't know how to spell or you, you, you know, you just get more information that way. Um, another thing that I really, really like is getting the lyrics to a song. Mm -hmm. um, there was a song, uh, oh, I watched Suits, uh, which is uh, on Amazon and it's on USA Network. Right. And uh, they have a theme song to Suits, and I could never understand exactly what the <laughs> the uh, singer was saying, and it really bothered me. So the the first thing, one of the first things I did when I hooked this up, is uh, sa said, "Alexa, play the theme song from Suits." She not only played the same theme song, but she showed me the words on the screen. Um, and you can do that with with most songs or with many different songs. Um, so I, I just found it extremely useful. Right. And, you know, uh, we're just going through and kind of reading some of the reviews, uh, you know, from people who've used this. And, you know, overwhelmingly, they're like, this is, uh, this is a great thing. I mean, one thing that I, I definitely am uh, a huge, a huge advocate for is getting cases for your devices. You know, if you're going to be spending, you know, even if it's, uh, I'm going to say this, even if it's just $100, you still want to protect that hundred dollars and you don't want to have to run out and get, you know, or, you know, if it's a 10 inch, 150 bucks and, you know, a $30 case that, uh, you know, looks good and fits it perfectly, uh, it's going to save you because these tablets, especially if you're working in the kitchen, I've done it plenty of times. I've pushed stuff off the counter and, you know, it can fall <laughs> right off. So I think giving it its own place to kind of sit and you don't touch it and, you know, it, it belongs there. Uh, is, is one great feature, and the other is that it naturally comes with a case now, which uh, you don't have to take on and off, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, the thing is that you can use uh, this tablet for everything that you can use Alexa for. Uh, it has what, what is called hands-free Alexa, meaning you can just say Alexa. Now, there are some Fire tablets, uh, last year's generation of Fire tablets, they had Alexa built in, but you had to press the home button and then say, say Alexa, do this or do that, um, which was fine. Um, but yet this makes it like a freestanding um, Alexa device. So you don't have to press any buttons. You just once once it's plugged into the wall, it's in the dock. All you have to do is say, Alexa, do this or do that. And it does everything that uh, the regular Alexa can do with slight exceptions. Um, so, you know, you can ask it to play music, you can ask it to play Spotify, HBO, uh, you can watch movies like Netflix, uh, you can um, answer questions, all the things that you can do with a regular Alexa, you can do with this. The only difference is mm -hmm. it doesn't support drop-in, which is um, when you want to use it, the device kind of like a intercom where you're calling other devices in your home. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, or incoming announcements 
or multi-room music. Those are the three things it does not support. And on uh, Amazon's website, it says currently does not support. So it sounds like they're going to be working on support for those few things. Now, the um, I don't miss anything, even the multi-room music. I don't. I really don't miss it because I have other devices that play well, music yeah. through the house. And and I, I guess my one you know kind of thing about that, which is I wish that it had everything you know uh, everything that you mentioned there was software supported. So uh, we've seen it before where they'll offer something and then later they'll push out an update and give you those features. I'm not saying that it's right. not important, but my question is. How does this thing sound? Because I've seen some tablets, especially lower end, that have a very tinny, uh, horrible sound to them. So even if it did do the whole home you know, kind of play, I fear that maybe that's one speaker you'd want to turn off because it just doesn't sound as good as you know some of the larger Echoes. It does not sound as good as the Echo itself. It does not sound as good as some other speakers, obviously, that I've tried. Uh, it is adequate, though, for... Um, listening and for um the sound that it emits so it has it has um it can hear you across the room and you can hear it across the room um and the music actually sounds better than i expected i thought it was going to be extremely tinny Mm -hmm. and it is not um it also doesn't have hardly any bass so if you're a bass lover um this is not going to do it for you or you're going to add a Bluetooth speaker, which is very easy to do because it supports Bluetooth. So you just, you know, get yourself a a little Bluetooth speaker of some sort and, um, you know, you've got it made. Yeah, the the only thing I can think of would be if they actually added a speaker into the stand that they're selling or gave you, you know, another one. Uh, I mean, that would give it kind of closer to a legitimate replacement for the Amazon Echo Show, uh, instead of just the HD Fire with the show dock. I I just, uh, I have to hand it to you, Ben. I had not thought about that, but that would be a very good idea, I think. Yeah. I, um, but I'm, the, the yeah. thing is, of course, they don't want to up the cost of right, it. Right, right. And so you probably won't see that, but you will probably see things like um, uh, support for drop-in and things like that, that it doesn't do right now. So, uh, and and I think there was still like the, the Amazon Fire Stick or whatever the heck they're calling it nowadays. Is there any added functionality, uh, you know, within the, uh, the Fire product line with the tablet? Like if you're watching something on TV or, you know, kind of on your, uh, you know, on your Fire Stick, um, can you kind of like throw that to your tablet? Is there anything that, you know, it does Fire-wise, not just uh, Echo-wise? Yes, um, actually, it does. I can't recall what actually um, Amazon has a special name for it, but it does allow you to to throw it to the TV and we watching. Could call actually, like Echo, we could call it like Echo AirPlay, but I mean that's Apple's, of course. But same, same, yeah, same, that's same Apple. <laughs> right. No, it's it's a second screen. I think is what it's called. Huh. So you can you can view your things on a second screen from the tablet. Um, the other thing that you can do that I thought was very, very good on such an inexpensive tablet, and when you're talking $60 for a tablet and you can pick it up and sit and watch TV on it, that's pretty spectacular. Right. Now, I have I have the um, Spectrum app on, on my Fire because I still have cable subscription through Spectrum, and uh, it does take a second for the the picture to clear up. In other words, the first... First time you see the picture, it's a little fuzzy, and then it takes a couple seconds and it's clear. Um, and you can watch the whole show. You can watch a whole movie. Uh, the screen is not the best one in the world, which you would expect that to be the case for $60. However, um, you can buy a Fire HD 10, and the HD 10, which is larger, also has a, uh, the show mode charging dock. Um, and that has better quality. That has 1080p. So mm-hmm. if you're going to watch a lot of movies or anything like that, I'd say go with the, the bigger one, uh, which has a 1920 by 1200 um, display. Uh, the 8-inch the has a 1280 by 800 display. Right. So uh, you know, j- there's like HD and then there's like or 720p versus 10, uh, 1080p. Uh, I'm right. sure is the difference between the two, which you're obviously going to want. 
Um, and you know, just kind of looking at um, you know, at these tablets, there's obviously a, a lot to like, and you know, I'm sure these things were on sale, that kind of thing. Is you mentioned a couple of drawbacks, and so so far it didn't have you know things like the announce uh, you know the announcement drop in feature things like that. Mm. Uh, were there any other grievances that you kind of expected from a tablet, but this just didn't have, or or was that it? No, um, actually the uh, the screen on this and the display is better than in the, on the Fire Seven, which is their smaller one, mm-hmm. um, and it's only I think. Right now, the price is only like $10 more. It's definitely worth buying, even if you're just looking for a tablet without the charging dock. Um, but the one thing that I wish is that it has had uh, more brightness. Now, it is brighter than the Fire 7. So I looked at those two side by side, and it is definitely brighter. But especially for use in the kitchen, if your kitchen is a very, very sunny room, you might have trouble seeing this. That would be my only hang-up with it. Right. Um, when I want to go back for a minute and talk about the sound again, I uh, forgot to say that this has Dolby Atmos and dual stereo speakers. The Fire uh, 8. The Fire 8, Fire 8 yeah. HD8 has that. Where the Fire 7 and previous Fire speakers, uh, when they first came out, I got the first Fire tablet that was out there, and not only was it mono, but it it just it didn't sound good at all. Yeah. So they have really worked very hard with the Dolby Atmos to to actually increase the audio and make it better. So um, in in that same line, though, I I remember the question I was going to ask you, which was, uh, you know, part of the functionality that they have here is that you can make video calls, and that's great. But, uh, you know, the one that they kind of show in their little promo video that they had up there, uh, you know, on the website, like I haven't seen that level of production quality in like a lot of the like, you know, professional TV shows I've seen Um, their their video call that they kind of have up on the website. I don't feel is indicative of, you know, the actual you know call quality you're going to get through this tablet. Have you tried the call quality feature or uh, have, have you tried the video call and how is the quality when doing the video or just audio? It's it's good, uh, but it's not spectacular. Um, the other thing that I should mention about the, the tablet itself that's totally not spectacular is the cameras. Hmm. Um, if you're used to using um, an Android phone or an iPhone, um, and some of these have fabulous cameras today, you would be disappointed with this camera. Uh, or like me, you just wouldn't use it. <laughs> I do not use the, the uh, camera on the fire uh, because it is somewhat disappointing. But I think there's a lot of people like me who are going to grab a camera or grab their cell phone for taking a picture and not cart uh, a tablet around for taking a picture. I, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So there's the fire, uh, you know, kind of line of products. I, I mean, just overall, uh, it is at the lower end of the tablets. But as we all know, there's that cost uh, cost assessment that we all do, which is like the price of the unit versus the, uh, you know, kind of the features and the value you get back out of it. So even if it's the most expensive, you don't have to say it's the worst tablet on the market because the price is the least. Um, overall, how would you kind of wrote, uh, rate the Fire HD 8 and 10 and uh, with that as well? So, Do you mean to compare them? Uh, no, just to tablets in general. Like, like uh, it, let's say someone has enough money to afford, you know, uh, maybe some of the other tablets from other manufacturers or lower-end iPad. Other things that you would compare with the Amazon Fire, how would you kind of rate it among others in the field? Okay, well... Um... The other tablets, the tablets that are like Android tablets or iPhone, um, can run the um, their own web browsers. And the web browser that comes with the Fire operating system is simply not as good. Um, it's good. I mean, you can use it for, for surfing the web without a problem for videos, whatever you want to do. Um, but it is not as good as the other browsers. So if you are really wanting to use um, Chrome mm-hmm. or the Safari browser because you're used to it, then you could go with a um, 
more expensive tablet. Um, one thing this tablet, all the Fire tablets have, is they have a slot for expandability. So um, you can you for can memory. they or, come or storage, right? for memory. Yes, for right. storage right. exactly. Um, so the one we're talking about for sixty dollars, the eight, uh, comes with either comes with sixteen gigabytes of memory, and you can expand that to thirty-two gigabytes and spend a little bit more. But it's simply again not worth it because you can buy a little card and stick it in there and get 256 See, gigabytes more storage and it's like even beyond that and by the way the, everyone the music means we're gonna go do a break here in just a minute but i did just want to say that a lot of the apps that they're kind of claiming that you're going to use uh a lot of them are streamed like you're probably not going to be storing your entire music library on the device so you know storage not that big a deal everyone we'll be right back more computer america right after this uh copy kiss we'll be right back Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-215-4461. 800-215-4461. 800-215-4461. That's 800-215-4461. We are all Brother Wolf. Ten years ago, a group of locals banded together to create positive change. We took animals into our homes, held adoption events at local retailers, and talked to the community about our mission to help build a no-kill Asheville. A decade later, we have achieved so many victories for animals in need. There's been so much progress, yet there's still so much to do. As part of our year-long celebration, we encourage you to become a member of our special Compassionate Circle program. With a monthly donation of $10 or more, you will have behind-the-scenes access to the work we are doing at Brother Wolf. Our goal is to reach 1,000 members because we receive no government funding. Working together, we can help build and sustain no-kill communities. Learn more at CompassionateCircle.BWAR.org. We are a 501c3 tax-deductible organization. And welcome back to the Computer America Show. It is 32 minutes past the hour as we continue on here. And by the way, if you missed any part of today's program... Feel free to check us out wherever podcasts are heard. And the podcast of Computer America is simply, hey, uh, you know, today's show in its entirety uh, available for download. So, hey, time shift us, enjoy us at your convenience, and uh, you won't miss a thing. But, uh, but yep, for everyone out there listening to us live on IRN or watching the video portion, whichever way you get us in your lives, that is perfect. So, okay, we were just wrapping up uh, everyone, Sandy Berger, CompuKiss, our consumer electronics expert, and we were just wrapping up the Amazon Fire HD 8 and the 10, uh, two different models, and they also have like the, uh, the yeah, yeah uh, the HD 10, that's what it is, uh, with the charging dock, which, uh, you know, kind of stands it upright, lets you, uh, you know, control it hands-free, things like that. Uh, seems like something that, you know, when you put it all together, it's very, very natural, and I, I, I don't know. It seems, seem, sorry, it seems like a really good value for how much money you're spending. Because again, uh, I think all this stuff included is going to be a couple hundred dollars less than a lot of the other other tablets in the field. You're right, uh, Ben. Uh, it is a bargain um, way to get into the uh, tablet and Alexa at the same time. Right. So, and hey, uh, we don't have to tell you where to get it, because if you don't know how to get an Amazon tablet, <laughs> then uh, there is no hope. So, uh, Sandy, I'll you know let you have any last words on the fire, or are you good to switch over to um, Google and Google Home? 
Um, I'd like to, before I even go into Google and Google Home, and we'll talk about that and the co competition that they're going to have for Amazon, um, is that Amazon just this week also made another amount announcement that did not really hit the big news. Oh, yeah? But I think it's a pretty big announcement. Amazon Music, the app, is now going to support casting. Yes. Why is that a big deal, Ben? You know the uh, history between uh, cast, uh, Google, which who has the cast, mm -hmm. and uh, Amazon. So what do you think that Google is that Amazon is now going to support Google Cast? I, I, I mean, I don't even really know what Google Cast is. Uh, Google, I'm sure as soon as I see it, I'm going to realize. But, well, ha yeah. have you used a Chromecast? I, I we have one. Craig uses it more. I have, um, but why is okay. that big news? I guess. Uh, well, it's big news because uh, a Chromecast is at, or casting, mm -hmm. um, so it allows you to cast things from your mobile device. So if you have a Chromecast, which is a thirty-five dollar device attached to your television, you can put anything on your mobile phone and press a cast icon and cast it to your television. Now, I use this all the time because I'm constantly casting uh, YouTube uh, through Google Home, mm -hmm. um, which works beautifully. And a lot of people do use it specifically for, for YouTube. But Amazon and Google have been fighting back and forth for years. Yeah. Um, and right now, um, I think we talked last week about the, the Google TV uh, things, which don't support YouTube, at least not directly. You can get YouTube on um, there, there, Amazon TV, but the, it's more difficult. Always, there's always that kind of stress between Amazon and Google because they're two you know, mega behemoths. And there's there's always this thing, like every, you know, every month that you come on, it's like, uh, Amazon will no longer sell the Google Chromecast or, uh, exactly. you know, Google won't return search results for whatever, you know, whatever it is that they do. There's always this infighting. So I guess any inroads that connect the two ecosystems, it, you know, really is, you know, uh, it really is pretty big news. It is, it is big news. Um, so basically what this means is if you have an Amazon Alexa, you can use your you can take your cell phone and put Amazon Music on, play anything from Amazon, press the Chromecast icon, and cast it to your Amazon devices. You can also cast it to any um, Chromecast devices that you happen to have. So, for instance, I have my whole house is done in Chromecast devices, mm -hmm. um, which means they're supported by Google Home. Up until this point, they were not supported by Amazon. Now, this is bringing the two ecosystems a little bit closer together, which to me is totally amazing. Um, the one thing that, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was, I was just about to say that that is, you know, kind of really what we were all expecting from the connected home, which was, hey, if you have a connected device, if it can, you know, go to the internet, download an app, you know, communicate in some way remotely, then it was all just going to work together but you know we've had to have conversations time and time again about what ecosystem is it in and will it work nicely with so and so system and i think that everyone's dream of the connected home wasn't hey you know that statement that you just made a couple of seconds ago which is yeah you know i'm primarily uh, you know kind of google chromecast and it should be you know everything's just connected it, it's not you know what competing service am i trying to use so Right. And amazingly, uh, when I went and used the Amazon Music on my phone, pressed the Chromecast icon, it gave me a whole list of the Chromecast devices that I have in the house. Um, now, the one thing I couldn't do, I could not play Chromecast devices and Amazon devices at the same time. And maybe that will change. But right now, you choose one, but you can choose, um, like I have a, a group set up in Google called Everywhere. I also have the same group set up in Amazon, um, but I I just say um, that, well, I just well, press the Chromecast yeah. icon and my everything group shows up. Right. So that was amazing. Now you might and other people might be asking, why is Chromecast any better than um, 
Bluetooth. Right. You know, Bluetooth is very, very popular. As you know, there's Bluetooth speakers everywhere. Bluetooth works over Bluetooth. It only goes so far, usually 30 feet, um, and it has it can have glitches in it. Where Wi-Fi, Chromecast, is Wi-Fi. You are, are, are sending this over your Wi-Fi network. So you not only get a longer distance, but you get a better quality, and it's lossless. So uh, with Bluetooth, you're playing like MP3s, which are compressed, basically, uh, losing some of the uh, energy and the, the formula for the audio. But with Chromecast being over Wi-Fi... Um, you can play higher density music, which of course is better sounding, which is why my whole house is, is set up with Chromecast because it just sounds better than Bluetooth. Right. And, and, and Bluetooth, uh, you know, I, I know that this probably won't mean much to, uh, you know, to people who, uh, you know, kind of like run a household, but Bluetooth is also wildly, uh, insecure, I guess. And not, not, not that it's jealous of others, but it's just from a security standpoint, it's very easy to get access to devices or people to connect to rogue Bluetooth um, networks. And if someone's trying to, you know, set something up to steal information from you, then Bluetooth is really kind of the first place that they go because it's so easy to get people to connect to random Bluetooth devices, sometimes even That's automatically. Right. So mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. So, yep. So Wi-Fi gives you a much better um quality it gives you more security um it gives you all those things and chromecast is the way to send music over the wi-fi very very cool and hey the fact that you can do that now means that you have access to amazon's music which you know i, I really wasn't a fan of but we had family come uh, about a week ago and turns out that they use nothing but Amazon. Like they don't even have Amazon Prime. They just pay directly for the Amazon Music uh, service. So, right. uh, you know, hey, they, they have great music. So the fact that it works with, uh, with Google now is, uh, hey, just another added feature. Yeah, and it's amazing, as I said, because of their history, it's amazing that they're actually kind of working together. Um, makes me wonder what's coming next in Amazon's mind. Um, it could be that, as you're talking about, they're trying to bolster their music app. Uh, there's a lot of competition there with uh, other, other music apps, including Apple. Um, but that could be it. And it could also be that they're going to somehow... Uh, put this into their television, into their uh, Fire TV, hmm. and use that as a casting feature as well. Be very, very interesting to watch and see how this pans out, Ben. I, I, I really do hope that Amazon gets out of the hardware business. I don't think that they, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of option. I think that Amazon has a view for what hardware should be. I don't think they would be completely torn up if someone said, hey, we're going to directly compete with Amazon. And, you know, if someone else did it better for the same price, I don't think Amazon would be sad whatsoever. Like they would just kind of do away with that, just maintain the software. Because, you know, we just talked about uh, earnings report, you know, just lately there in the first half hour. And a lot of where they're making money isn't the hardware but it's the Amazon Alexa services and the skills and the server space that they're selling through the Amazon cloud services. Uh, I'm hoping that this is the first steps towards, and, and again, there's no indication that this will ever happen, but I hope that Amazon, I guess, runs our digital lives behind the scenes and other people can come in and do the hardware and do it better but Amazon still retains the ability to, you know, be your music player and your marketplace and so much more. So I hope that this is just like a little bit less of an emphasis on Amazon has to do hardware all by themselves and that they can start to lean on others. Well, you might be right. Um, it could be, but I think that Amazon is ready to try to make money wherever they can. True. And if they're doing this to bolster the music app, uh, then they're looking at that making money. And yes, you're absolutely right. Their their storage, their cloud storage and stuff has, has made them the most money. But the, they're expanding in every which way that they can. 
which is so weird because I don't like I really don't know of any other music streaming service that's really made money. Like it, it, it's a very much a black pit of you know just or a black hole of just hey <laughs> throw money down me and uh, everyone's gonna get to listen to all their music, but you're never gonna make any money. And it's like eh. so either way. Uh, well, we, they also they also keep people in their ecosystem with that too, things that like. Amazon Music, it's it's okay. Nobody's going to go to Spotify if we give them everything they could possibly want in Amazon Music. That is very true. They are really good at bearing the lead when it comes to, especially you know, Amazon Prime because uh, you know that two day shipping is great, but some of their other features, like I've never really been a fan of Amazon uh, the 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 streaming service. Uh, Amazon, uh, what is that called? There, you know, place where they have like the TV shows and the movies and, and the whatnot. Uh, oh, Amazon Video. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Video, of course. And like, I tried that the other day. Oh my God, what a what a me- like because really, if you come over from uh, Netflix or Hulu and you try to go to Amazon Video, it is so messy because like it's like, hey, I really like that movie. Let's go ahead and click on that and watch that. And they're like, hey, we'll have this shipped to your door for like two bucks. And it's like. That's not what I want my streaming site to tell me ever. Uh, you know, it's we cannot stream that for you. We have to ship it to you like the old-fashioned Netflix model. And I, I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of places where Amazon can improve, but I can see also what you're talking about, where just having an option keeps them in the ecosystem. So Amazon's right. doing well, I guess. They're doing very well, but uh, they've got competition, and their main competition is obviously from Google and Google Home devices, right. at least in the in the artificial intelligence area. Um, and it's surprising that you talked about uh, you're saying maybe Amazon could get out of the de- doing the devices and do other things. Right. Well, guess what? That's what Google is doing with their Google Home devices. Uh, that is, Google Home has the two devices. The freestanding Google Home and the Google Mini, the little one, right. um, and those are the only two devices that they've had. Where, if you look at at uh, Amazon right now, they've got the Amazon Show, the Amazon Look, the Amazon Dot. You know, they've got seven or eight different devices. Right. Okay. Uh, well, well, they what? have their entire lineup of Fire tablets that we just talked about. They have the entire lineup of That's televisions right. and sticks. And then, like you said, they have like seven or eight different uh, Echo uh, dedicated devices. Devices. They're not afraid to do hardware. No, they're not. And they keep expanding that and expanding that. Now, Google is taking a different view of it. Um, Instead of doing a Google device with a screen, they're letting other people do the screens. So Lenovo just came out with something called, I think it's called Smart Screen. And it has Google Home built in. Hmm. So basically, yeah, yeah, it's basically what we just talked about. For um, we talked about the Amazon uh, device that show has a screen, and then we talked about using a Fire tablet as the screen. Well, Lenovo has come out with a device that has Google Home built into a screen, and. Uh, I have one en route to me now, so next month we can maybe talk about that. Sounds like it's going to be totally different than any of the Amazon things that we t- we talked about. And, and I guess my biggest, uh, not really concerned because I'm not really concerned about what what these guys do. Uh, you know, whatever they put out there, we're going to judge them just as critically as you know we always do. But I'm, you know. I enjoy the usability of my phone. I like that. Uh, I enjoy having a television in, you know, in the kitchen so I can watch things while I cook. I enjoy, you know, kind of all these things. And I guess for me, it's harder to adapt to new pieces of technology where I don't feel like I'm missing something. You know, I don't feel like, uh, you know, between my phone and the television, I don't feel like I'm missing a tablet in, in the kitchen. Um, I don't feel like there's any kind of, you know, hole in my digital life. And I guess that's where I'm coming from, you know, when I hear about these devices, which, you know, if I didn't have what I already have, I would say, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But I I guess I still need to be proven to that 
that is something that is going to justify itself, you know, just to be one more piece in the puzzle. Well, I hate to be the one to tell you that I think you have a hole in your digital life, <laughs> but I think if you tried one of these devices, uh, say in the kitchen or in the living room, Mm -hmm. In addition to what you have, now I have, I have Google Home in almost every room. I have a, an Alexa in almost every room. <clears throat> and yet I am still thinking, oh, this could really add to my life because it can do a large variety of different things. Right. And um, so we'll find out, so, though, so, because eventually yeah. you'll try one of these devices and let me know. Right. Well, well the, the only place that, uh, you know, that I wish I had more currently is the fact that I, I don't have any kind of digital assistant. I can't tell, you know, if, if I try to order someone around in my house right now, they tell me to shut up. It, it, it's not a good system <laughs> that we currently have. But I wish I had, you know, an Alexa or Google Home to boss around. And I wish that my devices, you know, we were talking about casting and things like that. Um, I wish that they would interplay much better. You know, if, I wish I could take something from my phone and put it on my television. Or I could take my television with me on a tablet, something like that. Uh, sounds like they're working on it. Uh, some of the off, uh, offers that we've talked about can do that. It's just, uh, you know, that's having things communicate better is my sticking point. It's not having more screens because I have the screens. It's just getting information from one device to the next. Well, that's coming and it's underway right now. There are ways to um, to get things from one screen to another. And I believe that the Fire Tablet does that actually. Um, uh, you can connect it with your um, phone mm -hmm. and start a call on the, tablet, on the tablet and then switch it to your phone. Um, and you're going to see more and more of that as we go on. Right. So uh, I think your wish is going to come I, true if it may be faster than you think. I, I really do hope so. So let's talk about, and you mentioned that you have, uh, you know, one of these Google, uh, you know, kind of video screens coming to you. Is that from JBL or is that from? That's from Lenovo. Lenovo. There were three, okay. three companies um, at CES this year. And I'm trying to think of the third one. It was Lenovo, JBL. Well, and yeah. and I found this article from uh, The Verge, which is you know pretty good uh, publication, and they mm -hmm. had and they say and these are just speakers. Uh, I don't think all of them make ex uh, exclusively the screens, but they they said that Google Home has partnered with these already. Uh, Altec Lansing, Anchor Innovations, Bang and, um, uh, Bang and Olufsen, Bravin, iHome, JBL, Jensen, LG, Lenovo, Klipsch. Uh, Knit Audio, Memorex, Riva, blah blah blah, Sony. Like they, Google has already partnered with a dozen different manufacturers, and if three have already dedicated to make the screen devices, uh, I'm betting the other right. nine or plus are going to be right behind them. Well, it's just like we have now. Uh, we have Bluetooth speakers, we have Wi-Fi speakers, um, and then we have TVs and devices with screens so i think they're both going to oh, be able to live and, right next to each other yeah and, and, um, and by the way just real quick uh jbl lenovo lg and sony all four of those LG. are making screens right lg is the other one jbl actually has shown a prototype of theirs which is like a kind of a roundish screen yeah. or oval shaped screen right um i have not seen the lg yet uh jbl is going to be going on sale anytime now I don't know when the LG one is coming. The other announcement that happened this week is that Sony has said that they're having, uh, they're building Google assistants into their televisions. So there you go. Another thing with a screen um, that's going to have a Google assistant built in. Now, when you really look at the overall view of all this, you see Amazon with all their devices that they manufacture and then you see Google with Google Home and Google Mini, and then all the companies surrounding them who are going to manufacture these things. Totally different way of doing things. Right. Who's going to win, Ben? I, you know, I, it's it's never a good idea. And I will say this over the past <laughs> six, seven years, it's never a good idea to bet against Amazon because they will beat you into the ground with their massive uh, stock price. And they'll show that, hey, they were right all along. But I will say that I really do appreciate Google's approach better because there's already a lot of brands 
that I trust. You know, I I know that Sony is going to make a good TV. I know that Lenovo is going to make a pretty good, you know, tablet, laptop kind of deal. I know that a lot of these other, you know, uh, uh, let's say Bang & Olufsen, I know they're going to make a really good speaker. Uh, There's a lot of goodwill that Google can harness if they partner with these companies. But, like, I'm not always sure that Amazon makes the best hardware product 100% of the time. So I like Google's approach a lot better, honestly. I think I do too, actually. Although I did did say Google only had two uh, devices, and they actually have three. They have the Google Max, right? Which which is a very large speaker, and it sounds fabulous. Now Apple, which we haven't even talked about yet, but Apple has <laughs> that's, Apple. That's Home. Apple's fault, though. That's not our fault. That's Apple's fault. No, it isn't. But they do have the app, Apple Home, and um, they they're focused on sound quality, so they're uh, their stuff is uh, the Google Home sounds really great, and the Google Max sounds really great, and those are made by Google and by Apple, not Apple by another HomePod. company. Right, the Apple HomePod. Yes, Pod. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and you know uh, that thing got rave reviews, and it's like, hey, this sounds really good. But then again, people came out and said it sounds as good as the uh, you know as the Google Home Max, and it's like, well, that's not really what you want to hear from Apple. You want them to completely blow you know, blow everything else out of the water. And I, 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 like, do you think that Apple should, um, you know, kind of kick it into high gear and say, hey, we've partnered with, uh, you know, one of these other companies? Because I think that so much of Apple is putting a screen where people didn't expect it. When the, when the first iPod with a screen came out, everyone mm-hmm. was shocked. Everyone was like, this is amazing. This is the future. And for Apple to be one of the last ones to bring out a device with a screen on it, I feel like it's Apple lagging a little bit. Well, Apple is, in my opinion, way, way behind in this home automation uh, voice assistant deal. Sandy, uh, they're deal. only worth a trillion dollars. What do you expect I from know, a fledgling company? I know. They're, 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 and I just got rid of my iPhone. <laughs> I just went to Android from iPhone. Oh, <sighs> but... You did. So, I didn't give them my trillion dollars. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Now they're back down to nine hundred nine hundred ninety-nine right. billion, uh, nine nine nine, whatever the price of an iPhone is. But uh, so, and and you know, uh, we can talk about phones. There's actually a phone that I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm actually, uh, you know, sending an email every day, begging uh, as we speak. There's the new hydrogen uh, red hydrogen one phone coming out. Uh, it just uh-huh. got delayed again. So I don't know when that's actually going to make it to market, but um, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, the phone market is getting more competitive. Apple seems to be staying the course, slow and steady. Um, you know, you can't look at a trillion dollars and for that's all right. the Apple hate that we, you know, all the Apple articles that we see on, you know, floating around online, as much as you see those, and then you see that they're as a business doing as well as ever. You can't really say that they're doing it wrong. It's just as as consumer and as an Apple, not even aficionado, just someone who hopes that Apple puts out the best product that they can. I wish Apple were doing more in the hardware space in general. Well, you you could be right. I think they could be doing more, but um, I guess they just don't have to. Um, so the thing that they've they've made that trillion dollars on. Um, I don't want to say overpricing their their items because it, they have not, but charging a where, premium. Whereas Amazon is going toward the the lower end of the market and trying to get things everybody can afford, um, Apple has been higher end. Um, the other thing about Apple is you tend to look at things from as an American consumer, mm-hmm. but Apple does a lot of their business overseas, um, and that's where they get a lot of their money from. So. Um, you got to take that into consideration when you're looking at any huge company like that. Right. I, I, I think their earnings reports show that they made a lot of their money on streaming services and iTunes and, uh, you know, the, the parts of their business that were oh, the, the app store as well. Like the, the soft, software mm-hmm. for all these companies between Google, Amazon and Apple, uh, software and services were always the money getters. And the hardware was simply a way to you know, kind of get some free advertising on your shelf as opposed to actually right. being a way to make money. Right. And if you actually look at all these different companies and say, who's got the best apps, you're oh, going to say Apple without a doubt. With, without um, a doubt. And so, then Android. Yeah. 
and uh, then Amazon. Android and then Amazon for sure, but then Amazon is uh, killing it with the digital marketplace and things like that. But uh, Sandy, the music in the background means that we are just about done. I know, the hour flew on by. So if uh, if people want to find out more about your musings and what you do, what you write about, where's the best place to go? Um, please come visit me, compukiss.com. That's C-O-M-P-U-K-I-S-S.com. Um, be looking forward to seeing all of you there. All right, there you go. And everyone, we have a link to that in the show notes. And that is it for us here at Computer America. Uh, Sandy, before you go, thank you so much for joining us and looking forward to okay. next month as well. Sounds good. All right, have a great one. And Bye-bye. Bye. And everyone else, thank you for tuning in to Computer America. Uh, of course, you can uh, find more wherever podcasts are heard, be that iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Spreaker, or if you listen to us, uh, or Block Talk Radio. Yeah, that's another good one. So everyone, have a great day. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. And, uh, and also, I want to drive this at home. Next week, Monday and Tuesday, Computer America will not be live. So you can check it out here. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next Wednesday, but tomorrow and Friday, we certainly are. Everyone, bye-bye.